Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you for giving us an opportunity to be present here. We give you praise that your word is anointed for us. Your word is going to bless us in Jesus' mighty name. Say a big amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. This is our month of covenant. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling, that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Praise the Lord. I want to talk to you about the covenant. Please take your seat. As a lifestyle, practicing the covenant as a lifestyle. The scripture we just read talks about how all believers appear spiritually before the Lord in Mount Zion. The present believers, the old believers who are with the Lord, the angels of God, we all come into a holy assembly and then we fellowship together as fellowship of spirits and the Lord becomes the father over all of us. So after talking about how that congregation is composed, it talked about Jesus being the mediator of the new covenant. Somebody say the new covenant. So there is something called the new covenant. And Jesus is the mediator. So covenant is not a new word. Covenant is a word that has existed before. It's actually a phenomenon that is well understood even from the old covenant. And practically in our world today, we seem to have a form of understanding of covenant. Now, if you are a child of God, your relationship with God should be a lifestyle of faith. And that lifestyle of faith is a lifestyle of living out the new covenant. Praise the Lord. And Jesus is the mediator of that lifestyle of living out the new covenant. And so you and I are supposed to live out the new covenant. And why is it that, and this new covenant actually was sealed with the blood of Jesus. And that blood is the blood of the sprinkling and that blood speaks better things than the blood of what? Abel. Now, why should we focus on living our lives based on the new covenant? In Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6 to 10, he said, But now has he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant. Say better covenant which was established upon better promises. Praise the Lord. So here we understand that the new covenant is a better covenant. And the reason why you and I should seek to live it out is because it also has what? Better promises. So better covenant with better promises. So when we live out this new covenant, which is mediated by Christ Jesus, when he died, we enter into a better covenant different from what our forefathers 
entered into with the devil, other spirit, and all of that. We have entered into a covenant that has been cut through the blood of Jesus and it has better promises. Praise the Lord. So these better promises are supposed to establish us because the covenant was established upon better promises. Better promises will establish you and I. So when you are a believer in our time, blessed to be under this, you have to know that anytime you are walking away from practicing this better covenant, you are walking away from receiving your better promises. Is it clear? The covenant gives you blessings. And a covenant is important for a particular reason. Look at Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 17 to 21. He said, For thus saith the Lord, David shall never want a man to sit upon the throne of the house of Israel. Neither shall the priest the Levite want a man before me to offer burnt offerings and to kindle meat offerings and to do sacrifice continually. And the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah saying, Thus saith the Lord, If you can break my covenant of the day and my covenant of the night, and that there should not be day and night in their season, then may also my covenant be broken with David my servant, that he should not have a son to reign upon his throne, and with the Levites, the priests, my ministers. Praise the Lord. So here we see that the Bible is saying that there is a covenant of the day. That's why the day appears. There's a covenant of the night. That's why the night appears without fail. So what covenant does is that it regulates the activities here in the earthly space from the heavenly perspective. You know that we don't determine whether the morning will appear or the evening will appear. It's determined from um, a space beyond us. It's determined by God. And God is saying that the reason why the morning and the evening never fail is because there is a covenant tied to them. So whenever there is a covenant in place, you are sure that there will not be failure of a phenomenon that has to occur. Are you following? So when the Bible says that there are better promises with this new covenant, the better promises will never fail. When you are walking in covenant with God, it does not fail. He said, if you can break my covenant of the day and my covenant of the night, then there will not be any season for somebody to occupy. There will be a season where somebody will not occupy the throne of David. So in other words, because you can't destroy the covenant of the morning and the day, David will always have someone to sit on the throne. And even when the line of David had displeased God along the way, God still found a way to honor his part of the covenant. Praise the Lord. Are you following now? So, covenant, the purpose of covenant is for fellowship. It's for what? It is also for goodness. It's for what? And it is also for security of destiny. So, fellowship, number one. God said, Morning will come, evening will come. You can't break it. David is in connection with me. Number two, my goodness is going to be with him all the time so that there will be somebody on the throne at all times. Goodness. Then number three, I have secured the throne. I have secured the destinies of the people who are from the line of David. So you see that the purpose of covenant is for fellowship every day. We are in a constant fellowship with the Lord. And we are living it out. Praise the Lord. And this fellowship gives us 
Good promises that are blessings. Goodness. Better promises. And all these things put in together secures our destiny. Praise the Lord. So you see that any child of God who doesn't want to have a relationship with God based on a covenant. <laughs> That's why you read the scripture. It says, I have set my love on the Lord. It's based on covenant. So whatever happens around you doesn't change you because you have already set your heart on the Lord. And because of that, you are not tossed here and there by whatever happens around you because what you do or don't do is based on a particular covenant relationship. You are living with the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you blessed at all? It's powerful. So, when we are walking in a covenant, that is what produces an avenue for us to receive the blessings without a doubt. We receive the blessing without any doubt. Praise the Lord. So, covenant is important for many reasons. And I have just told you about three things which I believe should suffice for this particular service. Praise the Lord. Now, in our time, if you want to walk in the covenant, you have to find it within the framework of the word of God. First Chronicles chapter 16 verse 15. First Chronicles 16 15. It says, be ye mindful always of his covenant. The word which he commanded to a thousand generations. So you see, we are instructed to be mindful always. That's why it's a lifestyle. Covenant is not pick and choose. It's a lifestyle that you should always seek to live. Be ye always mindful of his covenant. Praise the Lord. Always mindful. Question is, you and I, do we have a lifestyle that is always guided by the covenant we are trying to practice? That's a question you should ask yourself. In your fellowship with the Lord, your relationship with other people, in your practices in the market space, are you always mindful of the covenant? Do you even know your covenant? Do you even know what to do? And how to place your covenant? In what context do you want to place your covenant? Which framework are you operating in? What are the boundaries of your covenant? But the answer is there. He said, be mindful of his covenant. Always. The word which he commanded to a thousand generations. So for you to follow the covenant, you must operate within the framework of his word. To always be mindful of the covenant is to operate within the framework of of the word that he instructed us. So without the word, you will not be able to know the boundaries of the covenant you are supposed to practice. And you will not know the principles. You will not know your own side of the responsibility that you must uphold in order to activate what he has released in terms of the blessings for obeying the covenant. If you are here, say I'm here. Am I going too fast? So people who don't love the word of God, who don't open up to the word of God, who do not obey the word of God, they miss out in operating the covenant the way it has to be operated and therefore they also lose the blessings that come with it. So anybody who must be blessed by the covenant must be somebody who is grounded in the word. And the word will teach you what to do. Look at Isaiah 59 verse 21. Isaiah 59 21. The word will teach you what to do. 
As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed's seed. Sayeth the Lord from henceforth and forevermore. So he said, God has put his spirit in us. Is the Holy Ghost not in us? But how are generations going to be blessed? My word in your mouth, in the mouth of your children, in the mouth of your seed's seeds, your children's children. Praise the Lord. So without you following the pattern of the word of God, it is difficult To practice the covenant. So everything God wants us to practice in the covenant. To partake of the blessing. Is in the word. Tell somebody it's in the word. And you need to know it. Then you teach your seed. Which is your children. Then your children will come and teach their own children. So covenant is transferable. Is what? It's transferable. Are we on the same page? So we are going to study an important area of our covenant. And you see, our, like I said, fellowship, goodness, and security is built on this new covenant. Established on better promises through the blood of Jesus Christ. So when you miss it, you miss your life. Tell somebody when you miss it. You miss your life. I can't hear you. Tell somebody when you miss it. You miss your life. In Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 5. You will see that there are two kinds of people here. He said they shall ask the way to Zion with their faces. Be the word. Saying. Come and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that shall not be forgotten. Come, let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that shall not be what? Forgotten. What makes it mindful or what makes it possible for you to be mindful of the covenant always is... The word of God. Then he's saying here that whether you will be part of a covenant or you will not be part of a covenant is a choice. Is what? I can't hear you. It is what? It's a choice. Come and let us join ourselves. Look at the scripture. Come. Let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant. That is, there can be people who know the place of Zion and they are still not interested in making the decision to join themselves in a perpetual covenant with the Lord. So you can have people in church who are church members but they are not interested In making a choice, a decision to join. You can be here and you are still not joined. And being in church is not a sign that you are in an active relationship with the Lord. There are things to do when you receive Christ to make you know that you are in an active relationship with the Lord. And whatever you have to do is based on faith. And faith in the kingdom after you receive grace for redemption is purely based on works. It's only your redemption that is by grace through faith and not of works. So you don't become born again because of your good works. You become born again because Christ has made grace available. And the way you receive that grace is by what? Faith. That's why we are saved by grace, not by works. We are saved by grace through faith. Praise the Lord. So you receive Christ, I believe. 
in Jesus Christ and the work he did on the cross for the payment of my sin. That is not by way. So you can't do anything. You can't do any work to become born again. You have to receive it by faith. And it's by grace. That's why it's not by works. But when you receive Christ and you come into the kingdom, you have to also live by faith. Walk by faith. Not by sight. And walking by faith in the kingdom is by works. That is why when you read Hebrews chapter 11, everything there the Bible talks about, now faith is blah, blah, blah. You go to the verse number 4 or so, it talks about Abel. By faith, we understand that he offered as a, a, an excellent sacrifice. Works. Once you are in the kingdom, you see, you don't need works to enter the kingdom. But when you enter the kingdom to prosper in the kingdom, there, you need to do works as an expression of your faith. That's what the Bible says in James chapter 2, verse 26. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also what? You can't say, I have faith, so I don't do anything. God will bless me, I have faith. You are a joker. Say, by faith, they walk through the Red Sea. It's works. They tore lions into pieces. Works. Rahab was justified. Works. He hid the spies. You, you can't operate in the kingdom without works. Works only end at the doorstep to redemption. When you want to enter into the frame of redemption, that's the works of the law. They end there. You enter faith into redemption and you continue by doing the works of faith. Works of what? Faith. Prayer is one of the works of faith. Abel is the first person they mentioned here. And they mentioned his work. Was his name the most important thing there? Actually, the Bible was comparing what he did and what Cain did. And was laying credence to his works. That his works were more excellent. And that is why even though he is dead, they are still speaking. So there are believers today that say, I've got faith. I was saved by grace. It's true. You didn't need words to be saved by grace. But when you enter the kingdom, you now need works. Even the promised land he gave them. He told them when you go to the land, farm the land before you see the graves. Break the ground. Till the ground. Praise the Lord. Without works, the promised land will become a bush. And he promised them, he said, so with what? Apple is there. Milk and honey. Grapes are there. The land gives you wine. But did they see wine in the land? They were supposed to plant the apples they met there. Grow them, pluck them, press them to create the wine. Works. So even when he's saying, I've given you wine. There are ways you have to do as an expression of your faith. To deliver the promise. So most believers are wasted in our time. Because we don't understand that. The works of faith. Is what will make your life great. In the kingdom. Is that point made well? So you see. Believers not interested in what the Bible says. We should do. As people. Operating with a better covenant, a new covenant. So one of the works of faith that you and I should do as a matter of practicing our covenant is the giving of the first fruit. Somebody say first fruit. Very important. Why is the first fruit important? First of all, God's place is the first place 
Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Watch it very carefully. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be what? Added unto you. Genesis 1.1. Watch it very carefully, please. Are you with me? Can we read Genesis 1.1 together? One, go. In the beginning, what? God. In the beginning, who? God. You can't start anything that means starting. Without God. God's place is the starting place. Is the first place. In the beginning, who? God. Seek ye first the kingdom of man. Is that what the Bible said? Kingdom of who? God. So, God's place is the first place. You can't dispute it. You dispute it to your own head. Because... It's either the first place is your place or it's not your place. That's it. Either the first place is your place or it's not your place. And please, the second place is not important because of the first place. There are some doctors here, some of you are even scientists. Where is Isabella? Wave your hands. You did science. Science. And you did medicine. She was one of the best students when she was in school for her medicine. Who was the second person who went to moon? Went to space. Second person. Yeah, she was valedictorian in Russia. For medicine. Speaking big, 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 big speech in Russian language and English makes it confusing people. Science. If I ask her right now, first person who went to space, she won't even think. Or you will think. She won't think. I'm telling you that when the first place is there, nobody wants to think about the second place. What's the highest mountain in Africa? Please? <laughs> Somebody said Everest. <laughs> what is the highest mountain in Africa? Eh? Kilimanjaro. Somebody said Afajatu. I will be so school or call ya. I will tell you. Boy. So, what is the second highest mountain in Africa? Does it even come in an exam? Somebody say, I trail mountains. The most important and significant place is the first place. Even in mathematics, when you are doing decimals, the second place doesn't matter. 0.5, waiting, waiting, who cares? The most important figure is the one that comes after the point. You know, be so. So because God occupies the first place, all our doings must be around the first. Because the second doesn't matter in anything. And even up until, even this year, some people have gone to space. Do we care? It has become routine. And even though they may be doing more in terms of making life more comfortable and easier, 
the first person who went to space, whether they just went to explore or just to do talk, That's what we want to know. We don't want to know anything. Is that not so? Yeah. Hey. What am I even saying? God's place is the first place. And everything first belongs to him. If you change it, you go anywhere and try to say that from today, no? Kilimanjaro is the highest mountain in the world. You see what people do to you? You're on your own. Because Everest has never shrunk. And the last time they checked, it was still standing. Are you following this thing at all? So, when something is due someone or an entity there is no argument about it you don't argue about it you don't it's like a wife is a wife and a sister is a sister there's nothing you can do about it hey a secretary is a secretary you are never a wife So God has the first place. And so one of the things we do in honoring him in covenant is to honor him with the first fruit. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. Watch it. When someone occupies the highest place, they feed on honor. They feed on what? Honor the Lord <laughs> with thy what substance. Wow. And with the first fruits of all thine increase. So, because God occupies the first place in our heart, we have to honor him. We have to do what? And what is the Bible asking us to honor him with? With our what? With our what? Please talk to me. With our what? Honor the Lord with your what? What? Praise and worship. Honor the Lord with your substance. Then he goes to explain to us. So when he was saying substance, you were not saying singing. He was not saying prayer. Say, honor the Lord. At least in the context of this verse. With your substance. And the substance is very clear. Honor him with the, and with the first fruits. First fruits. Of all thine increase. First of all, he didn't say the first fruit. So that you go, and these people were farmers, so that you enter there and say, this is the first tomato I, I plucked. So this one is for you, God. No, first fruits. Say, That's how you enter the garden. And you take the best and the first harvest and present it to God. This is yours. You are the owner of the land. You gave us the land. You bless the land. Hold up. You understand? First fruit of all. All. Thine increase. All. A sign that you are struggling with your spirituality is when you begin to negotiate the all. Because when someone is sitting in a place of honor, when you are giving him something, is to honor him. He said, if I'm a father, where is my honor? And he begins to talk about, you brought a goat, oh, but this goat you brought is not whole. Is blinded in one eye. 
So even though it's a goat and I'm not maybe interested even in chewing the eye, the very fact that it's blind in one eye doesn't honor me. Because it's not whole in all. Are you here now? Yeah. Who cares about the eye of a goat? Is that the most important part? For the soup? Many of you, even if it goes into the soup, you take it and throw it away. because You can't look at the eye of a goat and chew. But here you see that the recipient of the offering is rejecting the goat based on the spoiled eye, the blinded eye. Which is not important in the meal. But it doesn't make him feel honored because of the blemish. You call it skirmishes. On the goat. It's not whole. As he said, bring all. Bring what? All. All means whole. It's presentable. Glorious. Beautiful. So, that is, if you are practicing the covenant, it's based on love. And love is based on honor. One of the things we do to express our love in honoring the Lord is to give him the first fruit of our substance. A lot of us manage God. Because you just do a top up of the previous year. Last year I gave God 5,000. This year if I give God 7,000, it's not bad. In whose eyes? Is it your own eyes based on your calculation? Or based on God's calculation? When something has to be honorable, the, uh, the appraiser, the analysis is not only important, especially from the part of the giver. It is most important from the part of the recipient. If you think what you are giving me is even valuable to you, if it is not honorable to me, the recipient, there's a problem with it. Do you understand? Yeah. That's why you can be giving somebody food that the person so needs for their sustenance. But they don't feel it's honorable because you didn't do it with a washed hands. So he said the food is contaminated. It will kill me. Even though to you is is your best meal you can offer the person. But because you didn't present it in a way that makes the person feel is sound and good for their health. He said, I need the food, but I'd rather go hungry than eat food. Contaminated with germs. True of us. So even though you are giving, you have to consider what is honorable in the eyes of the recipient. We don't have to come to that point where we are giving God tips. Hey, everybody some cranny. Why am I even still preaching this message? So we honor God by giving him our first fruit. Praise the Lord. Come on now, praise the Lord. And when we do that, the Bible says that, I, 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 I even want to wait. Let me just tell you and why the biblical foundation, why we give the first fruit to God. Praise the Lord. First of all, the first fruit it belongs to God, though, and he's not arguing about it. Praise the Lord. It belongs to God alone, wholly, fully. Praise God. Fully belongs to God. So if you look at a scripture like Rabba Sokedebrehese. Exodus 13, verse 1 to 3. 
Exodus 13, verse 1 to 3. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Sanctify unto me all the firstborns. Whatsoever openeth the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast, it is mine. Sanctify me, set it aside. All the firstborns, whatever opens the womb, whether it's man or animal or fruit or whatever, it is mine. Say it is mine. God is not negotiating. And you can chop something that belongs to someone, but the, the thing is that you have issues. You have what? Issues. God is not wicked. You can even eat your first fruit. It is still a choice because covenant is always by choice. And of course, when we didn't know it, we have been eating it. Uh, he didn't kill us. Did he kill us? But when you grow in love, it's like when you marry, there are some things you don't do again. From even courtship, once you marry, there are some things you don't do. Because of love. Because now you are in the mainstream. If you continue doing certain things, you have serious issues. Even though in the courtship, we didn't mention it. But in marriage, yeah, because in courtship, when you are sick, I will ask you, but is your brother or sister not there? <laughs> to take you to the hospital. And you can be offended, but you can be offended small. But in marriage, when somebody tells you, your spouse tells you, I'm not feeling well at all. I'm almost collapsing, blah, blah. You can't say it. You have to start driving. No. If you ask that question. Ah. more. When the person. You see that the person is ill on the bed. But the sickness is not the main preoccupation. It's the war. The war in Iraq. He or she wants to fight. That's their most. That they are not thinking about why am I sick? They will be thinking about why, 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 why was he not thinking about coming to carry me to the hospital? And he's asking, so where is your friend? So where is your sister? Where's your, who cares? He doesn't think about me. He doesn't love me. Hey. So you see that the real sickness is you not caring to come and carry the person to hospital, not the malaria. Not a typhoid. Sorry, courtship, you can do this and go scot free. <laughs> By marriage, oh, you have challenges that we need a peace council to mediate. Say, hey. So you see that the first fruit belongs to God. Anything that opens the womb of whatever. Is for God. Don't touch it. Don't what? As a pastor, my job is to show you the mind of God in practicing your covenant. You take what the Bible has said and make your own discerning choice as to what you want to do. Praise the Lord. Whether you want to do it or you don't want to do it or my job is to teach you the word of the Lord. I will give you shepherds who will teach you my ways. Then you make your own choice. What you want to do with what you are taught. Praise the Lord. So, the first root belongs to God. So, I'm teaching this because covenant can become strenuous in practice if you don't prepare well. You see that for your faith to grow, you need to prepare to listen to the word over and over. Because faith comes by what? Hearing. So if you don't prepare yourself and position yourself to hear the word over and over and over and over again, even though you have a basic faith, you will not be able to grow that faith. And after a while, you are likely to lose that faith. 
Because he never grew. Anything that must grow and doesn't grow dies. Either you grow or you die. Praise the Lord. So, it's important that we plan in this church every January, every new year, we give our first salary to God. That's our first fruit. We don't pay tithe. We don't give 10%. If you are paying tithe in January, it means you have an IRS. You are clearing. Yeah. But in January, every new year, we carry our whole full month salary. And we say, God, this is the first fruit. This is the first salary of the year. The whole, all. Some of you are paid two weeks, two weeks. You don't carry the two weeks, first two weeks. You say, that's just, no. That's not the first fruit. You have to understand. You say, when it has to do with covenant, it's will be a white dream. No, we tear the end of year. Because <laughs> your fellowship is there. Your goodness is there. And the security of your destiny is there. So you don't say, oh, they pay me fortnightly. So the, the first two is that is the first pay. <laughs> the first fruit of a year is the first month of that year. That is January in our time. So you carry the whole January and you say, God, because you are, your place is the first. Take the first. And the first is not first to 14th February in January. The, no, is there a January that ends in 14 days? I want to know People are magician mathematicians. Yeah, you can calculate. As for me, you know, my general, you know, is first what? 14th. That, that's it. That's it. So anybody who wants to deal with you right from 15th to you, your first February start from 15th January. In your own calendar. Is it that your calendar is a real calendar? The first fruit is the is the the fruit God has given you in that whole month. You use it to honor God. Praise the Lord. There's a blessing in it. If you are selling, you are doing your own business, the profit of your first month. You carry it and give it to God. Not your capital. Not, and when you are doing, when we say profit, it means you have paid your workers. Because that worker too must go and do first fruit. And every laborer is worthy of their hire. So you can't know your profit until you have paid your workers, your utility, blah, blah. You understand? They say, this is my profit. Is that not so? Nobody is interested in collecting your money. We teach covenant so that you will prosper. So when you bring it before God, what happens? Look at what the Bible said in Proverbs 3, 9. It said in 3 verse 9, Honor the Lord, Proverbs 3 verse 9, with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. And what will happen in verse 10? What will happen? When you do it, what will happen? So, let's read together. So shall thy bands be what? Filled with what? Plenty. <laughs> and thy presses shall burst out with what? New wine. Nice. So you see that prosperity is tied to honoring the Lord with your first fruit. Many people have told me, say, Pastor, why didn't we know this long time? Well, people have suffered. 
If you are walking with the spirit, you should know the demands of the spirit. So that you can receive the blessings from the spirit. Praise the Lord. So shall thy bands be filled with what? Plenty. Be filled. Something will fill your bands without your hand. So everybody has got a band. What's a band? It's a storage. It says, your band shall be filled with plenty. So you go to the farm when other people's fruit are burning and not giving fruit because a spirit is helping you. You receive a harvest to fill your band with plenty when people are having scarcity. So shall thy band be filled, your bank account, your home, your children. Be filled with good IQ. That is why they're teaching them one plus one. They are saying it's 20. <laughs> plenty. Somebody say plenty. plenty. It's tied to the first We Say plenty. plenty. Yeah. So plenty, prosperity is one of the benefits when you honor God with the first fruit. Secondly, look at that same verse, verse 10. And thy presses shall burst out with new wine. So the second benefit from this verse you are going to receive from honoring the Lord with the first fruit is that you will always encounter new things. New wine. When you press, something new will come out. When you say, forget now the things of, but I am about to do a new thing. You must connect it in covenant. Your presses shall burst. <laughs> they shall burst with what? New wine. Say new. I can't hear you. Say new. Come on and say new wine. New wine. Yeah, new wine is very sweet. That some people, their life is full of old stories. Old data. That, is, that doesn't have value for keeping. You know, when you keep kente for long, it has value. You keep gold for long, it has value. Some watches, the older, the more expensive they are. Some cars. Vintage. Some people... The things that are perishable and changeable. They are always with them. Just say, even in your marriage, you know, there is no new life. Or daughter than Kwanaba, Maggie. Medu anyway. Medianis Adi and away and the meninju and just say, who worry no day one? On society, time She said, "Romance, You new wine. Ananya me with first fruit." To the she a robocop. And on no yet, Taekwondo. Who shoot you now? On the shoot you now, see Aji. Old wine. Hey. Somebody say, I received new things. 2021, you will see new things. Even the devil believes in new things. This year, did he not bring you a new virus? <laughs> Look at the way you are wearing the mask. It's a new way of appearing. Hey. A, a time will come, we'll have stories to tell our children. Oh. In 2020, when we were wearing masks everywhere, where were you? devil is a liar. Koro, koro. 
new things. Praise the Lord. Are you blessed? I like to preach the word of very simple. Simple. So, there's just two benefits I've just told you. And new wine, apart from the fire, is new. It's also sweet. Praise the Lord. Sweet. So, you see that some people, and, and new things that are improved things, they are sweet. I've not seen the I to iPhone 12, but I guess, and I suppose it will be sweeter. Yeah. If you even look at the new make of cars, they are making, see that the car is very beautiful. Yeah? Before, when they said Nizam Patrol or Land Cruiser, it's like a warship. <laughs> and these days, you see that they, they've made it rounded and nice, cute. Is that also? You sleep in one. What's the literal translation? I'm feeling it, pa. So, please. 2021, by the grace of God, God always has something great he wants to do in our lives. And we have to prepare to receive from his hand. And one of the ways to walk in covenant to take the best is to first of all start your year by honoring the Lord with your word, first fruit. It's beautiful. Clapping is free without an offering. Every year we teach around this time the first fruit like brief like this. So that why am I teaching it in October? So that you will plan and prepare. You what? Plan. Don't be a haphazard believer who does things based on your faith and then the thing punishes you. Because your faith can be a burden unto you without plan. When faith doesn't have plan, it becomes what? A burden. So you see that with the revelation you have in the word of God in how to execute your covenant, you know that every new year I have to give my first salary to God to honor the Lord and to receive of the blessings. But you didn't plan. You didn't save for it. So you find out that you are in January and you want to do it, but because you didn't plan, you are doing it anyhow. And when you do it anyhow, you don't receive what the covenant really said you should receive. So I introduce it to you in October so that you take November, you take December, you take January to plan for it, to give it ending of January or first week in February. Praise the Lord. Because if you are giving your January salary to God, it tells you that in January, if you are sustained with something from December, it tells you that February you don't have anything. And that is a season for paying a lot of bills. Did you hear that the president said that um, continuing student and fresh student they are going to go to school in January next year? Eh? That's, that's a place for bills. And when you are in a place for bills, and you still have to honor God with your first fruit, it can become difficult for you to do it if you have not planned for it. Hello? That's why people who plan, they prosper. So you don't want to do things based on your faith under pressure. That's why you have to plan. That's why I'm spending time to take my time to teach this to you now so that you know that there is a prosperity coming and you must plan for it praise the lord are you blessed this morning plan for it plan for it and you'll be blessed give the lord a big clap of praise <laughs> hallelujah please i want you to rise
You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.